0: What's up, everyone? This is Clark and Bobby Jean. Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast.
1: Thanks for listening. Let's get started.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. Today, we're diving into 2 Corinthians chapter 6. We're looking at more of the Apostle Paul's ministry.
1: Yeah, to figure out a little bit of what's going on in chapter six, just a little bit of context. Um, throughout First and Second Corinthians, Paul has just kind of been up and down with the the people in Corinth, and um, and it seems like there's just been disagreements about Paul and he's not a good preacher, or just kind of who he is, and people kind of rejecting him. And so Paul is responding in love all over throughout the Bible, or throughout those letters. And then we get to verse chapter six this today. And he's giving them uh, real life examples of how he has handled the adversity that's been thrown at him. And so I think it's verses four through 10. Um, It literally goes through all of these sleepless nights and beatings, imprisonments, how he's handled hardships and troubles, distresses. And it's kind of his resume for him saying, like, "I I know I'm not trying to argue, um, my flesh and who I am, but look at my life and, and see how in all of these things I have endured with hope, with joy, singing praises to God. And really the only way that I'm able to do any of those things is because I really believe that Jesus came and that Jesus died and that Jesus resurrected. That is the only way that Paul is, is able to live this cruciform style of a, a lifestyle, this ministry that is is literally um, sacrifice and service pointing exactly back to the cross and what Jesus has done on the cross. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about our lives today, I, I, some people in, in pastoring, Clark has encountered some people that maybe have come to church through a friend and they have family members that are unbelievers or people in their life that are close to them, and, and they are being persecuted for being a Christian. But I in my own experience and largely the people that we do life with um kind of have a little bit of a hard time relating to Paul here with um how he's going through this type of persecution and adversity just for being a Christian but that's what he's saying he's saying i believe that this really happened and i'm living that it's changing my entire life
0: yeah most of us would say we haven't been in a shipwreck Hopefully you haven't been bitten by a snake, haven't been beaten or flogged or (laughs) anything like that. Yeah, not yet. Hopefully not ever. I hate snakes. Um, (laughs) But that's Paul's resume. And in a sense, Paul's saying, I've had it settled before all the crud hit the fan. I I have formed who I believe God is. He has a relationship with God. And when the hard times come, he he holds on to that anchor. And um, what comes to my mind is is actually a story from a couple years ago when my cousin Kirk, who's like a brother to me, uh, passed away unexpectedly. And uh, his mom and dad, my aunt and uncle, Kevin and Lane gave the funeral message. And the biggest takeaway I had from what they said was my uncle Kevin said, you have to have it settled. You have to have it settled in your heart who God is before the hardships of life hit. Um, Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, like Your legs are going to get ripped out from right underneath you. And mm-hmm. so when we talk about having it settled, I think about really spending time with God and understanding and believing that God is a God mm-hmm. of love. That He sent Jesus to earth because He loves you. That He's got a good plan. That He is all-powerful. That He is all-knowing. That He is present. Mm-hmm. And when you when you believe that and you spend time with Him and you know Him and you believe he knit you together in your mother's womb, and He knows how many hairs are on your head. And then the hardship comes. You're able to fall back on this faith that God's still good, and He's redeeming these these horrible situations mm. for good. So there's this, there's a situ, this belief in, in the church, oftentimes, where you're not supposed to ask questions. Right. And if you have doubts, no, you're, you're not a good what Christian. What kind of Christian are you? Yeah, what kind yeah. of Christian are you if you don't have all this faith? Where I want to encourage you, Bobby and I want to encourage you today, is actually have questions. Yeah. Ask your questions. And it's okay to have doubts. I once heard, once heard someone say um, doubts to a body are like the antibodies to your body to help keep you healthy. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. That that analogy right there? I Having antibodies to your body? <laughs> um it's helper T-cells. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but doubts are helpful. They keep you thinking.
1: Right. Well, that's one thing too, that, you know, we haven't really, you haven't really pastored for as long as a lot of people in your family, but when you see people that go through really difficult things and they're trying to process, they're trying to make sense of it. And, you know, they're trying to figure out who is God in the midst of, of this hard thing. Essentially your faith is, it's smoke, when it comes to those hard things, and um, that doesn't mean that there's not room for the questions and there's room for the doubt. But when the, if the time comes and you haven't settled it, well then shoot, dang, it's gonna that's be a, a lot, scary place. Yeah, it's gonna
0: be a lot harder.
1: So, so what I feel like what what we're getting at now is that yes, there's a mysteriousness to your faith, and we can't um, we can't ignore that. But there's also just truth to your faith. And that's kind of what Clark was talking about, just who God is, the nature of God, and also um, how he came to give you your salvation. Like those are truths that you that we get to stand on. Those are gifts that we get to, to know um, as we spend time and as we ask these questions, because that cultivates this real, I'm sure you've heard the word conviction, that cultivates this conviction, this strong belief, this strong foundation that, um, that, that we don't compromise. And that that's what makes us stick out.
0: For sure. And we have no idea if we're being honest what's going to happen one minute from now or five minutes from now or, or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so when you spend time with the Lord and you don't just know about Him, right. but you know Him, like mm-hmm. personally, and, and you're asking hard questions and you have doubts and you're, you're, it's, it's grinding and there's a refiner's fire that's happening. There's a, a molding to the character and to really your faith then hardships come, you know, you're beat, you're flogged, you're shipwrecked, you have sleepless nights, you're hungry, you're on the road. That's Paul's resume. I'm not sure what your resume looks like or what's right. happening in your life right now. But when those hardships come, Paul's able to tell this the, the Corinthians, look at my resume. I have hope. I have joy. I have love. I have peace. I have all these things because Jesus Christ really died and he really resurrected. So like Bobby, if you're we're just hashing this out right now, why can we say confidently that we're able to be people of conviction if we ask questions and if we address our doubts? Like well, how does this passage end?
1: Right, and yeah, like Clark said, you just keep reading. And so when you get to the end of the passage, um Paul Paul talks about how we're going to stick out and he talks about um, how there's going to be obvious differences in our lives with people. And then um, in verse 16, the end of verse 16, it sounds like this, as God has said, I will be with them and walk among them and I will be their God and they will be my people. And so this is kind of what we were talking about in um, in settling on truth is this is the truth amidst all of the pain is I'm feeling one way, but I'm also holding this truth in my other hand. I'm feeling um, sad, lonely, depressed, hurt, whatever it might be, but I'm holding this truth. And it might be that God's good or whatever it is, but here's one for you today in verse 16 that we're reading. God's with you. So even though you're you're feeling lonely, that doesn't mean that you're alone. Mm -hmm. And I just want to encourage you today, the... (laughs) if i know some if i know what i if i know anything at all i know that i know that i know that god is who he says he is and he does what he what he says he does and so as i'm reading verse 16 i hope you find comfort in that that God has longed from the beginning of chapter one of Genesis to be with his people, whether it was the Ark of the Covenant, whether it was through the prophets or the kings or the the priests of the Old Testament, um, and then eventually Jesus coming and dying on a cross literally to be with you now and forever in eternity. um, That is, is a comfort. And so I, I hope you receive that today. And then like Clark said, too, just think back to your own life and your own story. Shoot. If you think back even a week, I'm sure that you've had moments or something maybe that seemed minuscule that you could put put your finger on and say, thank you, God. Mm-hmm. Thank you that you were there in that moment. I mean, I've talked to women in the church that have gone back the year, their entire lifetime and, and you, they've called out times that they didn't even notice or realize or remember that God was at work and he was and reflecting and so maybe do maybe today's the time to do that just to be able to reflect and look back at your story and see um how God's Mm -hmm. fingerprints have been all over the place
0: I love that he says I will live with them I bet at least a few times a week I put my hand on my chest and I take a big deep breath and I tell myself holy cow, the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. Like God actually lives in me. And there are times I'm walking home from work and when the wind hits my face and I feel it running through my hair, I think, wow, Jesus talked about the wind being like the Holy Spirit. I think about the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit's presence. But now there's there's a little bit of a challenge and invitation that comes next. Verse 17, uh, Paul extends this and he says, hey, you people, you Christians, come out from them and be separate. Come out from the world. Because he's saying, life is hard. Look at how I responded. And I've given all this glory to God. In between Mm -hmm. this, he talks about don't being yoked with unbelievers because you're going to be influenced. You're the influencer or you're influenced. Which one's it going to be? And he's saying, come out from them and be separate. Doesn't mean that we can't relate with them. We can't love them. We can't encourage them. But he's saying, your allegiance is first and foremost to Jesus Christ, this God who lives with you and is with you. And then he ends with such an encouraging promise. Verse 18.
1: Yeah, so these are calling back from Old Testament scriptures, actually. And verse 18 is uh, from Second Samuel. But it sounds like this as Paul's writing it. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord God Almighty. Whoa. like That's just a whole nother level. I know we've talked about how um, we've been... Um, Paul talks about how he's been a slave to Christ, how he's a friend now, a co-heir with Christ. And now we get to this language, essentially saying like we're family, that Mm -hmm. we have this Abba Father um, always. We have this good father. We have this good father that that's the origin and and the end and all things. I, I mean, right away, I just think of Colossians when it talks about that Jesus Christ is in all things. He's holding all things together. And that's, that's who we belong to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: So as we part ways today, we want to encourage you to have it settled. Think through uh, who you believe God to be.
1: Ask hard questions. Ask
0: hard questions. Uh, be honest with yourself and name your doubts. Mm -hmm. Think back through your life story. And on the Flip side of the coin, think through the times God's been faithful. You know, grab a coffee, go sit outside, bring a piece of paper, and write down some significant moments from the last week, the last month, and go back years of your life, and you're going to be shocked when you look back at the faithfulness of God. Why? Mm -hmm. Because He's a God who's come to live with them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they will be my people. Yeah. So, uh, this is encouraging. Thank you for listening. Uh, We love you all, Um, praying for you as you pray for us, (laughs) and have a great weekend. If you're looking for a church service, you can tune in to erc.la. We're going to begin a new mini-series on uh, the Apostle Peter this Sunday. But um, I think that's all we got, huh? Yeah,
1: thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, if you ever want to process or stick out, um, send us a verse that stuck out for you guys, uh, please definitely do that. So fun to hear how the Lord is speaking to you and what he's putting on your hearts too. God bless you guys.
0: Have a great weekend.
1: The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great
0: day.